Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Have you been looking for a place to talk all things parenting? And I'm not talking about who makes the best stroller, but the really important stuff like how to be a better and more connected parent or how to raise children with empathy. Well, you are in the right place, folks. My name is Brandy Jordan, and I am a doula and parenting expert. And this is my show, Dear Doula. I will be giving you practical and impactful tips to parent with more joy, more calm, and more ease. I will also be talking to parents and experts who will be helping us to reimagine what it looks like to nurture ourselves and parent in more gentle and mindful ways. I am so excited to be in community with all of you. Can't wait to hear from you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to RealPod. I'm Victoria Garrick, former D1 athlete and mental health and body image advocate. Every Wednesday, I'll be bringing you awesome guests, weekly inspiration, and the realest conversations around everything and anything. Now let's get real. Welcome back to Real Pod. I hope you are doing so, so well today. I want to get right to it. I want to dive in because our guest and this conversation is so amazing. I just can't wait for you to hear it. Today's guest is Chris Olson. He is a content creator who skyrocketed to social media stardom after blowing up on TikTok over the past two years. And for real, like when I say blow up, I mean 7 million and counting followers. Chris is known for his hilarious comedy bits, relatable mental health advice, and at one point, his wildly loved relationship videos. Now, recently, Chris's relationship came to an end, and he's candidly shared on social media what that journey has been like, the ups and the downs, finding his new identity, really trying to grow, learn, and navigate sometimes the mess that is life as best he can with grace and space which you'll soon hear him share more about. So buckle up because this is one of my favorite RealPod conversations. Quick shout out to Baseball Fan who left a five-star review saying, amazing podcast, amazing guests, amazing host. RealPod has helped me in my journey to self-love. Thank you, Vic, for all the inspiring words. And I definitely recommend RealPod. Baseball Fan, shout out. I really appreciate the love and the kind words. Thank you for taking the time to leave a review. If any of you guys want to give me feedback, are enjoying the show, make sure to drop that review wherever you listen because you just might be the shout out on next week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get that automatic download every single Wednesday. And without further ado, let's get started with this conversation featuring TikTok star, amazing human being, and comedy king, Chris Olson.
Chris, how are we? We're good. I was so excited to be here. Me too. I'm so excited to have you. And I'm like, first of all, it meant the world to me when you wanted to come on the show. Yes. I, the audience must know that I requested to be <laughs> here, which I don't, I'm not always that good at asking for what I want and just being like, let me, let me DM this girl and just like throw myself out there. But listen, the world has like changed for me in the past month. So I was like, 2022 is about following my good impulses. I love that. And it meant so much to me. Like, I I don't want you to know this too. As much as you were thinking, oh, should I just DM this person? That like made my week. I like called my mom. I'm like, this guy who I'm friends with on TikTok and he's super big. He wants to come on my show. Like in all my time of doing RealPod, I've never had someone be like, I want to come on because I like kind of love what is happening here. So right. I will never forget that. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so sweet. I mean, your energy on social media is so welcoming and it's very like different from a lot of the energies that we see on social media. Not to say that it's like overwhelmingly negative, because I think that's actually like a misconception about mm. the social media space is that everyone's this like bitch. <laughs> Pause. Uh, insert. Yeah, like, ever, I don't know, like, I don't know if I could go can, there. You can totally okay. start. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone is just this, like, horrible person in LA is this extremely toxic yeah. environment. I think my philosophy around that is just, who are you surrounding yourself with? Because if you're surrounding yourself with people who are toxic, then yes, LA is going to be very toxic for you. But if you find the people and you really seek out the people who like feed your spirit in that good way, like I would say you do for your entire audience, then it, you're going to have a good experience on social media. Aww. So yes, it meant a lot to me that you agreed and said yes. <laughs> are you, you kidding know? me? I was like, let's do it yesterday. <laughs> I know. I know. We made that happen quick. Yeah. That was a fast turnaround. <laughs> I'm like, before he changes his mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that you say, you know, the difference between content creators and like their vibes online because and living in LA because I don't know I I sometimes feel insecure or this FOMO because there are a lot of like creators who are best friends and who hang out with each other and who do all these things and it hasn't been until recently that I've kind of been like oh do I have friends like why am I not getting invited or if we follow each other but we're not as tight as these people or these people collabed and and this person won't text me back like I don't know it is it's kind of not like high school but it totally it, there is this weird clicky dynamic of these creators and also navigating like social climbing who has true intentions yep. who wants to get to know me yep no I know exactly what you mean it's like I feel like I have different sections of friends in social media it's the friends who I'm just exclusively mutuals with we will probably never talk but we're mutuals and that's really cool to me and I'm so excited to be mutuals with them but I just know there's like, okay, there's a boundary there. We probably won't connect on like a soul level. And that's actually totally okay. And then there are the people who I'll see at events. And that's like, okay, we'll have surface level conversations, but we might not hang out outside of this. And again, totally fine. And then there are the people that you really have to seek out and find that are you're like, okay, this is my content creator friend who is also my friend that we can do no content with. I was actually just in San Francisco and I hung out with the star Emily Mariko. Um, <gasps> oh my gosh. It was obsessed. Yeah, I love her. It was our second time hanging out and we agreed this time, let's just not make content together. Let's just hang out and let's just like have a lovely day in the Bay Area because she's from there. So she was like, let me show you around. And that was like such a breath of fresh air and a nice reminder because 
sometimes when I'm hanging out with a content creator friend, my mind immediately goes to like, okay, what videos are we going to create together? How are we going to, I don't know, collab in this sense? And so to really have that friend and to intentionally be like, we are going to be friends and the content will come second. I think really like means a lot to me in finding that that group of of close people. But it is a really slippery slope. And I've had to learn that it's okay to kind of have those sections of friends Mm -hmm. where it's not I I don't need to be best friends with everyone. Right. And that's tough because I, I would love to be best friends with everyone. But you, it's it's just kind of a learning experience, you know? And I think the same goes for kind of everyone in life, that you can have friends that serve different purposes. This is my totally. friend who I can always go to for advice. I can trust them, but I'm not taking that on the weekend to the clubs because that's not my friend for that. Right. This is my club friend, but I'm never going to tell her my deepest, darkest secret because that's yep. just not how they are. And not holding them all to the same standard. Like right. that's been my biggest, I think, growth, friendship, learning thing as an adult. But I will say back to the like, having a genuine relationship and then also involving your career and your content, I would have like never asked you to come on this podcast because I care more about creating a friendship. And so the second I feel like I ask someone, I want them to think, oh, they've just been warming me to get me on the show. (laughs) Yes. No, I totally understand. Like, it's such a fine line of being like, I think we would make something amazing together. But also, I don't want you to think that you're I'm like using you at all. So I totally relate to exactly what you're saying. I think it's just that like, I I mean, this word gets thrown around a lot, but it's that empath thing. And it's that people pleaser thing where we just want to make everyone happy. And we're overthinking in order to do so. And then that like takes a toll on us. Mm -hmm. Because then we don't end up like standing our ground and just being like, I know how to ask for what I want. And if this person takes it in a certain way, that's more of a reflection on them than it is on me. But it's really hard to kind of delineate what is my shit to deal with and then what is someone else's thing to deal with. It sounds like you have a really great pulse on all this, like an awareness and maturity around it. And it's all very fairly new for you, correct? Like 2020 was when you went from making videos for fun to millions and millions of followers. I think I heard in one of your YouTube videos over the course of a week, it was like an increase of 2 million. Yes, it was really insane. I mean, we I just started at the start of the pandemic. It was like April of 2020 because none of us had anything to do. And I'm a very creative person. And I was still in school for musical theater, but it was just over Zoom. So just started doing it for fun. There was never like an intention to make this a job and to move to LA and to become a full-time content creator and to grow, grow, grow. But it just kind of happens. Like, I feel like that's so many people's story is like, oh, I was just creating for fun. And then people seem to like it, which is also kind of a thing I have about when people are always like, well, you choose to like share your life on the internet. We have the right to comment on it. And I'm like, I totally see that point of view. Totally. But also... I did not set out to become like this huge content creator. I just chose to post videos and an audience chose to like it. So I think sometimes there's another like fine line of people feeling a little kind of entitled to your life. You just read my mind. I was just (laughs) going to use the word entitled. But I would assuring you that you don't have to be so nice about it. They're like not everyone's not entitled to our lives. And I run into a similar issue because I am so transparent. I like my future brother-in-laws know when my last period was because they follow my Instagram. Right, And that like, my periods are irregular. It's just too (laughs) much. But that's what they find if they follow me. 
And then I'll find that, you know, the DMs and the requests and will you answer this and I need help with this. And it's like, yeah, they feel entitled to information or time or energy that they're not. Right. The other side of that coin is we are choosing to share the late periods and we're choosing to share the really anxious days and we're choosing to share these like any any things that we're choosing to share. And we are also allowed to choose when to pull it back and when to be like, hey, this is actually affecting my mental health in a little bit of a negative way. I need to just pull it back and stop posting. And that's where there's an audience that's not actually entitled to why you're pulling it back because you have to put yourself first, especially in a career like content creation where the whole job is to share you. Because if you share you to the point of having nothing left that's just for yourself, then what left is there to create and share with the world, you know? I saw that recently with Kat Stickler. She did a YouTube video and her, you know, people were dying to know what happened with the father of her daughter. And she said, for the sake of my daughter, that's not something I'm answering. And I thought she was totally right in in doing that. And I fully support that. But then it's ironic to see all the comments and the hate and the this, this, this. On this same note, going back to just like your TikTok fame. Right. I feel like with an average person, easily it could have taken them to like, I am a star. Like I, <laughs> right. I, I am it. Like yeah. I just acting differently, right. you know, walking through the world differently. You seem very grounded, seem very genuine. I have way less followers than you, but you want to give me the time of <laughs> oh day. You know, God. You're a good human. Yeah. So has that been something you've navigated or you've always stayed grounded? I really always say if this had happened at any other time, it could have been very bad for me. But something my audience knows is that I got sober when I was 19. And I think that actually going through the rehab experience and and going through multiple years after that, living a sober life was really helpful for grounding myself for anything that were to happen. You know, it was a very intense experience. I had an intervention and everything like whole family showed up. And so I've had my life completely turned upside down once before. Granted, gaining a lot of followers is your life turning around in a much better way than having to go to rehab. But I think that was really helpful in setting myself up for knowing to put myself first and that everything can go away in a second. So continue just to be grateful for everything that's coming to you. And I think one thing that as amazing as it is, I think one thing that people leave out a lot of the time is it brings a new wave of anxiety in a way that none of us have ever experienced before. Because you go from only interacting with your friends online to suddenly interacting with millions of strangers and being perceived by millions of strangers. And I've actually thought about like the psychology around this a lot. Like when we first get our phones, we're just texting our friends on it. We're texting our family. We're just following our friends. So we kind of train ourselves to care about what's being posted and what's being said on the internet because it's being said by people we care about. So then when you blow up, it's really hard to untrain yourself to not care about what people are saying about you on your phone. You know, like you're suddenly going from, oh, it's not just my friends talking about me anymore. It's hundreds of thousands of people who actually don't really know me, but they're also now perceiving me and allowed to have an opinion on me. And I think that has also helped with, oddly enough, some of the groundedness because I've just been like, listen, I am not this huge, amazing, like my life 
didn't like, yes, my life changed in such an amazing way. And also it's been really humbling the way the life has changed because in addition to feeling like, oh my God, I'm living this dream. I'm also like, and now everyone is pointing out my flaws every day of my life. And I really need to ground myself and just remember what is important to me and that it's not actually the how well a video does or going viral because sometimes those things can just bring me anxiety. It's how happy am I today? How happy am I with what I'm creating? How happy am I with the people I'm keeping in my life? I think that has really, but, but I say this from a place of seeming like I figured it all out every day. It's figure. It's like, I wake up and I'm like, I have to figure out how I'm going to conquer today because as someone with mental health issues, that's just how we kind of always are going about things. There can always be a little bit of a struggle, but there's also so much hope in every day and how we can figure out how we're going to be okay at the end of the day. Valentine's Day is coming up fast. And whether you are celebrating with someone or you just want to show yourself some love, lucky for you, Macy's has got you covered with their gift finder, which shows you all these amazing gifts at any price, even $25 and under. If you go to Macy's.com slash gift finder, they have gifts for her, for him, for kids, jewelry, watches, beauty and fragrances, cologne, handbags, all in this beautiful pink, red Valentine's theme. It's really great, actually, because when I'm trying to get people gifts, I always get stumped on what to give them. And at Macy's.com slash gift finder, there are so many suggestions that can help. They have the best inspo for cozy nights in, date night out, treating yourself, Galentines, those who like the finer things, and the most sought after gifts from Macy's best brands like Martha Stewart Collection, Dior, Kendra Scott, and Coach. And might I say, it's fun to shop for others, but don't forget to get something for yourself. As you guys have seen on my Instagram, I am doing hashtag VixFits, which because one of my 2022 goals was to up my style, add more elevated pieces to my wardrobe, and also do it in a simple way that makes sense and doesn't feel overwhelming. You deserve to treat yourself, whether it's a delightful new fragrance. I need that. I need to get a new perfume for sure. Or something for your self-care beauty routine, jewelry. Macy's.com slash gift finder has the gifts for you. Again, that's Macy's.com slash gift finder, G-I-F-T-F-I-N-D-E-R. Today's episode is also sponsored by America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. And y'all know I am working on cooking this new year. One of my resolutions is to get my booty in the kitchen and start cooking more. HelloFresh is great because you skip trips to the grocery store and it makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. In my opinion, the biggest pro about using HelloFresh is you skip the grocery shopping, right? Like it literally shows up on your doorstep. You have all the ingredients you need. You have the directions on how to cook it. And you get to choose which meals you want so you can get a lot of variance throughout the week. It can be difficult to go to the grocery store and shop for like three to five different meal options. So HelloFresh gives you the perfect portion for dinner for two or dinner for one or dinner for four, right? However many people are in your household so that you use it all, you don't waste any and you don't have to go to the store. HelloFresh is also 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. So you can save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of going out or grocery shopping. Plus, there are 50 menu and market items to choose from every week so that you will definitely find something you'll love. My favorite recipe is the sun-dried tomato spaghetti. You can't go wrong. That dish 
is divine. So right now, head to HelloFresh.com slash RealPod16 and use code RealPod16 for up to 16, you guessed it, free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash RealPod16 and use code RealPod16 for 16 free meals and three free gifts. Ooh, got to go see what those gifts are. Obviously, right now you've been open about kind of going through it and things aren't happy, cheery and rainbows and butterflies all the time. What has that shift been like trying to create and like this is also work for you, but you're also a human and this is your life? Yeah. So, you know, when Ian and I started, when we blew up together, it was always kind of in the back of my head. God, this would be really terrible to go through a breakup in front of everyone Also, because my comment sections very early on were saying, like, I don't think you guys are going to last. You know, it was like one or two here and there. But as I'm sure you know, the one or two mean ones are going to stick with you much more than the hundreds (laughs) of nice ones. Also, this was both of our first long term relationships. Neither of us had ever been in long term relationships before. So suddenly my first long term relationship experience was wildly different than many other people's long term relationship experiences. And we also blew up on TikTok when we had only been dating for seven months. And that's like pretty early on, you know, like you don't you don't totally know someone even after seven months. And so I was always it was always in the back of my head that that would be a really tough thing to go through. And then it happens. And for the first time, I think that's when I really had to, because before that, I, I I was share, share, sharing everything. And that was one of the first times I was like, you know what? I think I need to pull back just for me right now, because ending a long-term relationship with like in general is really tough. Ending a long-term relationship that then becomes like trending on Twitter and you have to like give statements to the press about is unimaginable. And so I had no previous experience in how to grapple with ending a long-term relationship before that. So this was my first one. And I think it just became extremely overwhelming. And that's like this past week and these past two weeks has really been a learning experience of how much do I want to share right now? How much would be helpful to share right now to an audience? And what can I keep just for me and for the people that I really trust? Mm -hmm. Because there's a good amount that I do need to keep just for me, especially right now, or else things could just decline. Right. And as I think about, you know, your guys' success and the evolution of your page, I don't have a couples page, so I don't know the scope, but I do a few videos with Max and I know what it is like when... I am like rock solid and I'm like, I want to do this Taylor Swift video and he's like not in the mood. And then he's, and then I'm like, you got to be funnier. And then like, you know, as much as we are being authentic online, what goes into content production is a lot. And I just can't even imagine like seven months in the stress of creating content and like learning each other. And your first, my first year's relationship, I mean, you don't have the experience in that department to know how to navigate things, let alone have the world be commenting on it. Right. And some of my friends who are couple accounts on TikTok, like Abby Herbert Mm -hmm. or Eileen and Devin. Abby and Josh are married. They've been together for years. Eileen and Devin have been together for like six years. So as much as I could have someone who would could relate to what it's like being a couple content creator, they had a lot more experience just being in a relationship before being content creators together. 
And so I think it was really like we were creating our own path and that was really tough. But exactly what you said, really early on, it was all fun. And it was so like, it was so fun to make these videos together and to like ask him these random questions and see where he was going to go because we were locked down in quarantine. There was nothing else to do. It was so, it felt like summer camp in a way. It was like, we're just like in this tiny New York apartment creating these videos and people are loving them and how exciting. And then it becomes a job and there's a turn somewhere. And there's a chase for like viral content. Like I remember in the, I was doing it alone, but I would wake up with TikTok on my mind. What videos can I do? And then like, did they go viral? I was turning out like four to five a day because it was, it was this insane thing. And it does shift from like, oh, I'm having fun. And I did videos with my family. Like I did one with my family, whatever, to how do I get over a million views? How do I get followers? Yes, totally. And not only is it about going viral, when it becomes your job, you're like, okay, I I need, I want brands to continue to come to me. And I, I need to still get paid every month somehow. And if my videos aren't consistently performing well, I always get in my head and I'm like, who's going to want to have me advertise their product? Like, I'm so untalented. No one likes my videos. But like, I try to remind myself how exciting it was to get 10K on a video for the first time and to see that it had the K next to it. 100K, (laughs) a million. It's so crazy. And then it becomes your job and it becomes standard and a video goes viral and I'm not even like excited about it anymore because... I've just taught myself that that's how it needs to be. And if it's not, then I'm like trash. And I think that's something that I think a lot of content creators go through and we don't actually talk about it with each other that often because everyone wants to be like, no, I'm okay with, I think everyone is just trying to not like lie to themselves in a way, but just be of more sound mind than we really are. Like, Every content creator I know struggles with caring about views or likes at one and point. And like dips and plateaus. I mean, the yes. video, the TikTok you referenced to me before the show, the podcast one, I mean, that like did so bad. And um, yesterday I was looking at my page like, oh my gosh, my last three videos at the top of my page that people will see are low and they're going to come to my page and think like, how did this girl get these followers? Her videos suck. And, yep. you know, it just happens in your head. Something else too that... I want to ask you, thinking about that being like a a new relationship, but then also it integrating with work, when people go through breakups or changes in their personal life, that, that, that's a lot and you deal with it, but you show up to your same nine to five and you have the same boss, you do the same thing. There's no difference. This is now like a life shift in your process, your creative work. So how has that balance been like? Because it is different as it was a part of your work. Yeah, I think that was another thing that was like, yeah, I actually to tie what we were last talking about together with this, you know, you were saying you have to go through the dips and the valleys. And I think like, once you go through enough of those, you just become like, listen, if I'm in a low part, then I'm at a low part and a high part is coming or or a week of high views is just around the corner or something like that. So when this breakup happened, first, I knew I was going to lose some followers from it. And that obviously wasn't going to like, I wasn't going to like, we we couldn't stick it out just because followers were going to be lost or something. Like I knew once this announcement came out, something was going to happen. And I also had to know that I'm going to be okay 
and my my job will still be here even post this breakup. Like I, I have a passion for content creation and I will figure out what to do. And, you know, I say all of this because like we didn't break up and announce it right away because we had to go through our own process of figuring out. I'm like, so happy you did that. Yeah, because I think that would have been really tough. You know, some of the comments were like, breaks up immediately makes a TikTok. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like we <laughs> went, we had to deal with this ourselves and we had to go through this. I had to find my support system and have them be there for me before this announcement came out because I knew it was probably going to be a relatively big announcement because we are a couple channel. So I post the announcement and immediately I'm losing like thousands of followers. Really? And yeah, yeah, yeah immediate like I I also like this is such masochism on my part like why am I checking how many <laughs> followers I'm losing but like part of me I'm, I'm so analytical about content sometimes that I'm like I'm gonna check I'm gonna like see what's going on and it's funny because I posted the announcement and then immediately had personal training so I was like I'm gonna leave my phone by my backpack so I don't go and check it. Of course, 15 minutes later, I tell my trainer, I'm like, I have to go just check my phone really quickly. No. Um, and then I'm checking it like every five minutes because I'm just like, oh my God, what is happening? There are so many like, and so immediate e-news. I mean, that's just like, you're like, that's flown too close to the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can talk about e-news that it was just like this. It It was really tough to deal with that. There was like a whole... The day before, you know, we had to like give statements to the the news about, you know, like what was happening. And so they could have quotes from us to put in their articles. And so that was actually like that became really upsetting because then this breakup became like work. And I was like, I, I, I had a really hard time grappling with that because a breakup is really emotional and it's really tough. And after a breakup, you should be able to just lie in bed and not talk to anyone all day. But I had to talk to the press and answer questions like on social media and deal with tons of comments and everything. Just to interject quickly for people listening, thinking, oh, you didn't have to do that. You could just put your phone away. Honestly, if it's his job, he, he can't put his phone away for two weeks and not go on social media. Like, I respect that you have this business cap of I have to be aware of what is happening with my business. So it's almost like you don't really even have a choice. I want to just I want to help explain that to people listening. Totally. thinking You could have just put your phone away like this is his job. You could have had brand deals going live that same week that they don't care about the breakup. You have a contract with totally. them and you have to create content for soap. It's funny. The day that we posted the breakup announcement. I had two drafts of ads due as well. Oh, God. So I had to like wipe my tears, like moisturize under my eyes and be like, anyway, like I love blah, 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 blah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and I'm like, I feel you. Yeah. And like my my team is literally like, if you need any extra time, you can have it. And I'm like, no, let me just get this done. Like, I can't even deal with it. So, yes. And as a part of my job, it, it totally is like important to stay on the pulse of what's happening. And so I, I noticed like immediately lost a lot of followers. And I was like, like I, I had worked through that moment in therapy a lot of being like, I think this is going to happen. And I reminded myself like the people who are running away and who are like, well, I am done with this page we're never there for me in the first place. We're there for for the content that Ian and I would put out. 
And you kind of have to remind yourself that it's not always about growth, growth, growth. It's about who are your followers and are they people who are going to be there for you and love your content no matter what wave you're going through, no matter how much of a hard time that you're having. And I think a lot of us in the social media space get caught up in numbers all the time and are always thinking about like how many followers we have or how many views a video will get. But like I said before this podcast, Victoria posted this like wonderful TikTok about how to prep for a podcast. And I don't know if you were saying like it didn't get that many views, but I watched it and was like, oh my God, that made me so happy to see that TikTok. And so that's a perfect example of being like, even if it didn't get a lot of I views. I was going to delete it. It's so it like <laughs> very much positively affected at least one person. And yeah. if it positively affected me, sure, there were a lot of other people that really loved it. And so it's not about how many numbers you like. I always try to remind myself, even if a video flops from my perspective, it could be someone's favorite video out mm -hmm. there that I've ever posted. Oh, and we have to like remember that there's someone out there who really needed to see what we had to post today, that day, regardless of how well it does. And I think that goes to the point of being like, it is so important to me to just create content that makes me happy, not create content to try to get a lot of views because then I'm just trapping myself in this never ending spiral of never feeling like it's enough. Because if I made something for views, even if it does well, the next day I'm just thinking of, okay, how, how do I do that again? It's addicting. It's so, this addicting. is so helpful. Honestly, I've been struggling with this recently. Like I, I just am constantly going and like, I need to do more. I mean, two nights ago, I was like, that's it four TikToks a day. Like we're getting yeah. back on the grind. Like, and then it's like Monday comes and I'm like, I don't want to film for it. Like, right. be, and it's not even fun. And then the other day I was, I was literally just bursting out into Taylor Swift's song in yep. my kitchen. I always do. I yep. always go, uh, what's my line? I go, maybe we got lost. Yes, That's yes. what I always sing. And I was like, this is kind of funny TikTok. Like right. I'm just doing dishes and I burst out. It went viral. Yeah. And it was my reminder of like, whoa, okay, the things that I actually yes. like and I just want to capture are going to do well. And I love how you said, you're getting down to people that want to follow you. Right. We get consumed with more, 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 more. And another influencer in the industry kind of gave me advice. <laughs> you and I both going to advice for people's like, how do we do this? Yeah. And so they said, I don't want anyone to follow me who's one click away from unfollowing me. Yeah. So good. If totally. I'm going to post a piece of bad content and you're gone, I don't even want you here. Totally. Let's get down to a small group of engaged yes. people. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's actually quite coincidental because after this interview with Chris, I just kept thinking about how he was so insightful and so aware and he'd learned so much from therapy as he references throughout our convo. And I was like, it's actually been a while since I've gone. And I definitely think I have things to talk about and I can always benefit from a great therapy session. And if you are interested in that too, and you want to find a way to talk to someone that's easy, convenient, and affordable, then head to betterhelp.com slash realpod. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. And you get to connect in a really safe and private online environment, literally from your couch, your bed. You could do an appointment in your car. It is that convenient. And you can start communicating with someone in just under 48 hours. I know when I want to talk to someone, I want to do it like now. And I love the fact that you can get the help you need in such a timely manner. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. 
It is, in fact, professional counseling done securely online. You can send messages to your counselor at any time, schedule weekly video or phone sessions, and get to find the therapist that's right for you. As a listener of RealPod, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash RealPod. Once again, that's 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash RealPod. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health at betterhelp.com slash RealPod. I am very excited because we have a new sponsor for the podcast today, but a product that I have used in the past, I still use and love, and that's Ritual. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated with nutrients that help support brain health, bone health, blood health, provide antioxidant support, and was created by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 plus. I love the idea of Ritual's multivitamin filling gaps in my diet because I don't like to think too much about the different food groups I'm eating and thinking about the numbers and all that stuff. Like I, as an intuitive eater, more like to eat what I'm craving, what's going to satisfy me. And I don't love to focus on the nitty gritty of like what's in what foods. So I love taking ritual because then I know, okay, this multivitamin is helping fill those gaps that might be there in my diet, which by the way, over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. I am someone who's not getting enough vitamin D. So that's another reason why I love ritual. And right now, if you head to ritual.com slash real pod, you will get a special 10% off discount on your first three months. Once again, you can visit ritual.com slash real pod, R-E-A-L-P-O-D and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash real pod. Finding your identity as right. Chris. There's no and anyone and anything. Yeah. You're, you're Chris. Yeah. And everyone can relate to this creator or not post breakup, really finding out who you are, spending time with yourself. What has that been like? What have yeah. you learned and discovered? You know, over the past few weeks, I really kind of realized I was like, wow, I have never like when Ian and I met and started dating, I was a I was about to start junior year of college. I had so much future ahead of me. And when we ended, I was like, oh, my God, I am an adult in L.A. out of college. And my identity has been wrapped up in Chris and Ian. Like, who is Chris? And to go back to what I was saying before, after losing a ton of followers that day, I actually ended the day with more than I had lost. And when I talked to a friend about it, she was like, well, listen, some people absolutely hate couple content and we're just waiting for you to start making solo (laughs) content. And I'm like, it's a perfect example of like, you cannot please everyone as much as we all try to do that. And so it's been quite the journey. I mean, over the past month, even before the breakup, I was like, I need to find my identity on social media in general. Yeah, many months ago, I saw your YouTube video about why you were doing content by yourself. Yeah, because I think like it was making content together all the time had caused a strain a while back. And so we really were finding a balance. And I also tried to remind myself, like, I love making content. It's always kind of been even more my passion than it was Ian's. And just because I've been hardwired to think of what next couple video we're going to do, I can change those hardwires and think, what do I want to create on my own today? 
And I like started out doing these wild videos of like driving two hours for coffee, flying for coffee, and then doing sounds and doing all those things. And when your therapy videos, I love my those. therapy videos. <laughs> and when I, I saw that there was a good response from it, I was like, I've been operating out of fear for so long instead of love. I was so scared to put just myself out there because it was so easy. I knew like, well, I know my audience loves Chris and Ian videos, so let me just keep doing that. I didn't know until I started posting them that my audience would also like just Chris videos. And once I started operating out of love and was like, I'm going to do this because I love it. I don't care how it does. I'm doing this because it makes me happy. I think that was such an important change for me to realize. And it's kind of like a leap of faith in a way of being like, listen, I don't care how this does. I don't care how this is perceived. This is for me. And when it does then go well, it's so much more gratifying than doing something that's like just for the job of it all. You know, we forget that we all started content creating because it was exciting and we found so much joy in it. And then it becomes a job and you're like, oh, I do this because I have to. And it's like, no, we can still go. Let me find the joy in doing this because I want to again. I think that's been a really interesting journey over the past few weeks too. now being single of being like, what do I want to create today? And do I actually not want to create today because I'm just feeling like I need to? And let me like I, I there a while back, I fully took started taking weekends off and was like, which is groundbreaking. Yes, we don't take time off. <laughs> yeah. And we work Monday through Friday, like the rest of the world. Right. Max said to me once he was like, you know, you could just take a Tuesdays off. Yeah. Because I can't take Saturday and Sunday off. That's when like everyone's looking at stuff. But then right. I also work Monday through Friday. So I love that you said that. Yeah. Because pe- we work 24 seven. Yes. It was like my I think having a team and having a manager and an agent became really helpful because they don't work on the weekends. <laughs> yeah. And so if I have a question for them, I, I like they are not going to answer until Monday. And I was like, you know what? Let me take my weekends now for the first time. And it, it has been so nice to go through my like plan out my content for the week. And then when Friday rolls around, post that last video and think like, okay, now I let me like chill. And if I have inspiration, let me write down the idea for the week. But I have no impetus to create it right now because you are not going to die if you do not post a video right now. You're going to be fine. And I think that was a really healthy boundary to create with myself. And I actually do credit Ian to a lot of that because he would really kind of reiterate, we do not have to be creating 24 seven. And that was really hard for me because I do have a very addictive personality. I feel like we're the same. Like we just want to get things done. I yes. want to like take over the world. Yeah. Now. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm like, uh, well, let me just like, let me sit and look out the window for 30 minutes and I'll think of five ideas. But like, how happy is that going to make me? Is, or is that just going to make me really stressed? The, right. the answer is definitely really stressed. But he really helped me figure out some much more healthy boundaries that I'm going to continue taking into the rest of my life, like in general, you know? Now, before I shift gears to something totally different, totally, I got to ask, and you are welcome to say, we are not entitled to this information. Why did things end? There are certain parts of it that I definitely don't feel the need to share. And it has been things we mentioned We became Chris and Ian so early, like the entity Chris and Ian so early on in our relationship that we didn't really even get that much time to get to know each other because our relationship suddenly became a job so early on. And that was fine early on. But after a while, 
things just became very tense because we were unable to like we had no time left in the day to just be boyfriends. In retrospect, it was a little bit of a slow burn getting there. There were like things that happened along the way that I think just like made it tough to continue being together. There was there was a lot of pressure to be a perfect couple all the time. And I think that pressure manifested itself in a lot of actions on both parts. And it was it, it was really tough after a while. And we just had started already operating as two people who were really, really good friends with each other. The romance part kind of seemed to have lost its way somewhere along the path of the past year. And I think that is what provided so much hope in moving forward was that it's like we have so much love for each other and we're already operating as if we're like best friends. So I think that that like that made it easier for me to move forward because I was like, we're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. This is someone who I know has so much love for me and who I have so much love for as well. And we're going to be okay whether we're together or not. And also everyone who's following who loves Chris and Ian is also going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Um, This like this shift of the relationship just has to come first. So, yeah. Thanks for sharing. And yeah. now you mentioned brief, you mentioned in the very beginning about your sobriety. Yes. And I, of course, saw that whole YouTube video and I have so much freaking respect. I have had addiction on my side. So mm-hmm. has my fiance. I just like when someone is sober, I just like have so much respect. Yeah. How has that been coping with something like this? Because it's not an easy thing. Like when people just have to go sober or realize that something's not serving them, you know, it's, it is habitual. It is a coping mechanism. It is like almost your nature. So has, have you been able to navigate that? Do you feel like you're very secure and supported on that sobriety journey, even when the boat rocks? Yeah. You know, and it's also like very similar to some of the struggles that you've been very open about, you know, like when I, when I was in rehab, like sobriety and my friends who were struggling with eating or who were struggling with any, like, other addictions, it all always stems from like a very similar thing. They're not very different as much as they they may seem like they are. Right. It's just like a, it's a coping. It's suppressing emotions like mine was eating. Right. Yes, I'm like, yes. I just want to eat. And that's going to take away the feelings. That's going to make me right. feel safe. And then when it's over, you know, you're you're crying. You feel guilty. You yep. feel shame. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's just all the ways that we're trying to feel in control of our environment, you know, like I think drinking for me was like I was trying to be in control of my life in so many ways. And when I would drink a lot, I was able to flip that switch off and just not care and not have the anxiety of my everyday life. And addiction has run in my family, too. So the gene is on both sides of my family. It was like, kind of bound to happen to either me or my sister, but my sister is like a perfect child. Um, (laughs) And so I was the lucky one to have to deal with this, but my slope went down quickly. You know, like I started drinking when I was 17 and it was like a full blown addiction at 19. And when my roommate woke me up saying my dad was here and I walked into my kitchen 
the day of the intervention and my entire family was there, I was not even surprised. I was like, this totally makes sense. I am out of control. Not that I want to fly down to rehab today and I can't believe this is what you guys are making me do, but like, okay. And I think like my, I, I really think my addiction just kind of like shifts to different things. And I really have to stay vigilant on when I get Touching very it. addictive about something. Ooh. And it totally was TikTok for a while. Mm. Um, I felt myself, my mood was dependent on how things were going on TikTok. And I remember talking to my therapist about that for the first time and being like, I hate this feeling because it really brings me back to how I would feel about drinking. And if I wasn't able to like drink or do a drug that night, I wouldn't be able to sleep. I would be like so uncomfortable just being with myself. There was a point right after rehab that it became working out and it became fitness and I had to work out every day. And if I didn't work out, it would be really upsetting to me. And I would feel like I would get super down on myself and then it shifted again. And then, and, and so now after being back in therapy for about a year and a half, I think it's not perfect. And I totally will get addictive about things too. Like if any of my friends are listening to this right now, they would laugh because a few months ago, my addiction was like, it actually still is drinking a Pedialyte <laughs> every night before bed. I have no, so Ian got, Ian got sick a while, like months ago. And he asked me to get a few for him and I got him a few and then I kept one for myself. And I was like, wait, this is pretty good. <laughs> and then I started ordering them and I would drink one every night. It's really Just weird. chugging Pedialyte. Like, and people are like, you don't drink. Like that's a hangover drink or that's for children. And I'm like, <laughs> I, do, I don't know. I love the saltiness of it. Wait, this is comedy. <laughs> Just the <laughs> random addictions each month. Yes, like, like I have like random things will pop up. So I think like I give myself so much more grace and space when grace I, and space. Yes, grace I love and space. That. Again, that's another that's another Ianism. He is very very deep into like my psyche, and I will continue quoting him in a lot special. of ways. And yeah. with anyone we've had intense intimate relationships with, they're always a part of us. Totally. There's this weird thing with breakups where, like, you forget it ever happened, and X Y Z. And honestly, that's why I, I I DM'd you after I saw the news because here's another thing. When stuff happens online, it's like, com everyone thinks it's so desensitized. We bring it down like, this is someone's real life. Like, this is, you know, and I I just want, like, I didn't know how everyone was treating you online. But right. I was like, hey, I see that you're a human. Totally. Um, I'm a human. And, you know. Totally. Things can be tough. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like, I think that was a really important part of when things ended. I, I remember telling my friends, like, I'm so glad this didn't come from like a big fight because we would fight in our our, our relationship. As does every couple. As does literally every, every couple. couple. Even the one that you guys follow and think is perfect. And think is perfect. They're fighting the minute the camera's cut. <laughs> they, they're, they're probably fighting in between takes. Yeah. Like they, they are fighting. I have never, like, never come across a Bought couple this that this morning with Max. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you still are absolutely in love with him. So we would fight. And I was, I, I remember thinking, like, I'm so glad this didn't come from a moment of one of us just being super emotional and being like, fuck you, I'm out. It came from a moment of really, like, a conversation that was full of love that was like, hey, things have changed. We will always love each other. And... Cannot wait to see, like, you know, obviously this came a few days later, like, because it was really tough emotionally. But it was like, there was so much hope after a while of me being like, you know what? I'm excited to see what this brings for our relationship moving forward. Because maybe this gives us much more grace and space to be able to share with each other mm -hmm. again. 
Because I remember there was a point when Ian said to me and we kind of said to each other, it was like, God, we're not sharing with each other anymore. Like we we used to be so excited to share just like a video or a song with each other or how our day went. And, and that was lost somewhere along the way. And I think we're like, we're both just trying to find that again and be like, like I, I sent him a song yesterday was like, this is so good. And he was like, whoa, I love the build of it. And it was just <laughs> like, yeah, this is like how two friends talk, right? right? It's like we, I, I mean, I, I remember telling my friend like I was in love with him like the second I met him a week after I was like I mean I know it's like only been a week but like he's so perfect and so there was never that time of just us just being friends it was very quickly zero to 100 for me he was definitely my addiction at one point I was like <laughs> oh, I love Ian and then it really like you, you know as any relationship once you come out of the honeymoon phase it's like you're very much in a relationship and you have your highs and lows I think I've have over the past few days have been able to find a lot more hope in being like we've never actually been friends before let right. I wonder what friendship is going to bring for us and all of this is completely normal I have friends who've had relationships that have waves like this you know it's just because you're in the public eye people expect it's supposed to be you know perfect, which yeah. isn't real life. They expect it to be not real. So now every day waking up, how are you giving yourself grace and space? What are you excited about? How are you using all the tools and tips and kind of the self-awareness you've been exemplifying throughout this convo today to move forward? I think it's really about holding those close friends really close to me and remembering that these are the people who are for life. And no matter what highs and lows I go through, you know, I have like my best friend, Kara, who I've been friends with for six years now. She was friends with me. We were friends in high school. We were friends in college. She saw me get sober. She has been with me through it all. Lifer. And she lives in L.A. now. So we're able to like really see each other a lot. And just remembering that, like, this is a person who will always be in my life. Before everything, she was here. After everything, she is here. And she will be here. And she will be here. And our relationship is not even a little bit different now that I'm a content creator. If anything, it's like it, we're even more just like the idiots that we have always been with each other. And I, I talked with my therapist the other day. I really think moving forward, I want to just follow those good impulses when I was in addiction and when I was in rehab, I really had to train myself out of follow, like following those bad impulses and being impulsive. And I had realized somewhere along the way, I just trained myself to stop following any impulses, good and bad. And it's okay to follow your good impulses. If like DMing you, I and was just gonna like, say I'm so happy. Real pop was a good. Yes, impulse. I would love. I would love to like be on the podcast, or even if not, like. And also realizing, like, if you were to say no, I'll be fine and we'll still be best friends or something like that, you know, like, but following those good impulses, like making a road trip and visiting some friends, calling my friend who I haven't talked to in a while, letting myself shop and be like, I can go but I can, I can go you get can spend new money yeah, and it's I not can, a bad thing yes. I mean there's like a whole money stigma we could I talk about on the yes. show too with some guests but yeah buy yourself a nice thing you worked your ass yes. off I love the bracelet thank you this <laughs> was this was actually a graduation gift from my mom oh, okay um but yes it's like I'm allowed to give myself some joy you know and I think somewhere along the way we get so focused on what we shouldn't be doing that we forget there's so many things that we 
can and like and we're allowed to do. I think there's kind of a stigma around doing things for yourself and like being. They think it's selfish. Yes, yes, yes. There's like there's like people have a really hard time doing things for themselves and then not feeling selfish about it. But I I, I figure like self-care is different than selfishness. And also, I think we can take out the negativity from the word selfish. And so realizing, especially in these past few weeks, that I'm allowed to kind of like make it about me for a second and be like, hey, are you okay with me just like taking some space for myself right now to just talk about like what I'm going through and realizing that's okay because I give my friends space to talk about right. them all the time. And I, I feel- And you love it probably. And I love it. I love those calls when I just listen and they go, 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 go. I'm like, yes. this is ideal. So they feel the same way when you're talking. Yes. I One thing I've had to work on with my therapist a lot is not having to, when when a friend is coming to me with a problem that they're going through or anything really, not having to come up with a solution for them, just holding space for them and being like, that must be tough. And I'm here for you. <laughs> yes. And like, relating and been like like and being like I've been through that and it's okay to not be like okay um this is what we have to do and like put pressure on myself to fix someone else's problems I just problems. laugh because you are me and I am you Yes <laughs> yes like we put so much pressure on ourselves to make sure everyone around us is okay and then forget what about giving that energy to us You know what just relieved me of that hearing this line from a psychologist mm -hmm. We also don't always know what is best for other people Totally. And I was like, shit. Yeah. Like, because I think I could look at everyone's life and tell them how to do everything that they want to do. And she's yes. like, we don't know what's best for other people. We are not them. Yep. And I was like, I'll never speak again. <laughs> yes, exactly. And on the same side of that coin is we are able to give that advice so easily. And then I rarely follow my own advice. Yeah. Uh, like if a friend is struggling with something, I'm like, well, you don't need to think about, like if a friend is struggling with getting hate on TikTok, I'm like, well, don't listen to them. They know nothing. I get hate and I'm like, they know everything about me and they hate <laughs> me and I'm going to take this like so personally. And then it's just an echo chamber of my friends and I saying the same things back and And no forth. one ever taking the advice. And, and no one ever taking the <laughs> advice. And us just being like, you know what? It's okay to be affected negatively by a hate comment. And I'll let myself sit in that for a few minutes and then realize like, okay, and I'm good and I'm good. Yeah, I think I think that was like another big part of the the breakup and everything blowing up that day is just sitting in my room or in my apartment and being like, okay, look around you. Are you alive? Are you okay? Because you are. And you're going to go to sleep and you're going to wake up tomorrow and we're going to figure out how to make that day better than the last. Because sometimes we can, like when huge, crazy things are happening in our lives, we forget that like, listen, this will pass and you're going to be okay because it's so it's so easy to feel so small and feel like uh, there's no way I can get through this. And I think that that has been really helpful in moving forward and figuring out how I'm going to take on the next few months of my life. And also trying not to look forward and, and think of like, I hate when someone asks me like a five-year plan. Oh, I would never do that to you. No, 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 no. Yeah. And I, I wasn't <laughs> feeling that energy from you, but I just had that thought. I'm like, if you asked me a year ago or two years ago, what's going to be happening now? I would have no idea. I would not be able to tell you what would have come. 
So what's happening in the next year? No idea. I know what's going to happen maybe through the next week. And that's all I can take accountability for. I love that so much. You wake up every day, you try to do your best. And then as Max and Cranes and me, you keep stacking good days. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Sweet. Well, thank you so much. What a perfect note to end on. I'm feeling inspired. I have like chills. This was so great. (laughs) Thank you for coming on and for trusting RealPod and sharing and being so honest. Yes. Thank you. This was so like, it's such a safe space here. And I've always felt that anytime I've listened to any of your episodes is you really give so much lovely space to your guests to share. And I think that's like, it's, And you're not afraid to make it a conversation, which I think is so beautiful. Like you're able to take up your own space while giving space in such a beautiful way. And that's such a hard thing, I think, for some people to find the perfect balance of. And I think you've really found it. You just made my week. (laughs) I love you. It's truth. It's truth. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of RealPod. If this hit home or helped you in some way, send it to a friend, a teammate, roomie, share the love, share the realness. New episodes of RealPod come out every single Wednesday. So make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To leave a rating or review of the show, head to iTunes and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you. Not to mention, you can stay connected with RealPod throughout the week, seeing behind the scenes info and sneak previews of upcoming guests by following the at RealPod account on Instagram. All information about today's show and guests will be linked in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. I love you guys so, so much. Let's go dominate the day. And as always, keep it real.